We met with Telltale Games not to discuss their upcoming Back to the Future game, the venerated Sam and Max series, or the intriguing Poker Night at the Inventory. No, they wanted to chat about Puzzle Agent, and with good reason. It's a pretty solid, story-driven puzzle game with high production values that you probably have overlooked. My name is Jake Rodkin, Sean Vanneman, and uh, Graham Hannibal. Puzzle Agent is a, sort of—it is a story and puzzle game. It's very much in the vein of something like Professor Layton type game. There's you know a few sort of games in that style where you're you're going through a story and then a, sort of a logic or sort of spatial puzzle will come up and you have to and you have to solve through it. We all like those kind of games. We we always we thought, especially Grandma, that you came up with a pitch of this. Yeah. Uh, what if the story and characters were actually sort of interesting? Yeah. <laughs> well, a story that interested me. That interested you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, what do I like? What do I yeah. want? It turns out we all like the same thing, though, Like, which is really cool. So, I mean, the idea being that we have these puzzles that we know we want to get to. So, Graham kind of created this nut character, Nelson Tethers, who is the single agent of the FBI's Division of Puzzle Research, and has just not had a case in a while, lives in a dusty basement, and gets called out to Scoggins, Minnesota, to go on this... What is that really a venture? It's like a... Yeah, solve this mystery that unfolds over the course the of the game. of the missing erasers. Yes. There's an eraser factory, and it's closed. And it's only important because it's the eraser factory that supplies the White House with all of their erasers. So Nelson goes out to Scoggins to figure out what's up with this eraser factory. It turns out there may have been a murder. And you're kind of going around town, talking to all these people who don't really want to talk to you and are all a little skittish of something. And... You kind of explore the mythology of this town. There is this kind of like a Norse cult that really believes in nature and these hidden people who live in the forest. And you don't really know what that's about, but they kind of seem like they're up to no good. So you kind of follow the story through there. The other weird thing about the town is that many of the people in the town uh, are afflicted with this sort of... It's kind of like a, a, like a beautiful mind-esque thing where they sort of start seeing constructs in the world and can't, can't get the sort of make logical sense of things so you'll see someone who's in a restaurant uh, just obsessively rearranging the food on their plate and they're like I can't do it I can't do it and to Nelson who's this he's the only guy in the FBI in their puzzle research division so he's like oh puzzles I know this so he sort of extracts information from people by sort of helping them with these weird issues yeah, so you don't, have, you don't have to say a word right? <laughs> I'm just saying like, I think the game did such a good job of capturing the vibe that I'd hoped it had which is essentially all through the story and adventure get the sense that there's this much bigger picture that you can never quite get your hands around. There's always an extra thing that exposing a little bit more and uh, for me personally it's just it's the way I like mysteries to unfold very much like Twin Peaks I think that, that sort of sense yeah. that there's always something bigger going on that you're not quite getting a chance to see. And that was really important like in development because you know people like when you're putting the story together it's really easy to be like well we have to like tie up all these loose ends. And it was kind of a, like a mantra of the team to be like, no, you don't. This story starts, and Nelson's, Nelson is in his office, sitting down with the New York Times crossword puzzle, very happy, nice and crisp and clean. And he, like, this is it. he's in his zone. He's like, ah, oh, yes, the first crossword of the day. And he starts to do it, and he falls asleep. And he has this dream that an astronaut comes and visits him and opens his mask, and he sees something horrible that we never see. And he wakes up, and he rips his, his uh, crossword to, to shreds. And the first puzzle is putting it back together. And then once you put it back together, there's a message written on the crossword puzzle that we never really explained. Did he write that? Did this astronaut who visited him in his dreams, or was he actually in the office? We, it's really important for us to keep that ambiguity. There's a time later in the, in the game where Nelson hits his head, and we go do that again in a very, very different way. And it was really important for us to not explain that sort of thing, because for us, we know what we would want to see over the course of many episodes of this, or we got to 
we know how we want it to feel, and if we started tying those loose ends up, I don't think we would have gotten the feeling that Graham was hoping for. Um, there's definitely, you always feel like you're a few steps behind what's actually happening, but in a good way, in an intriguing way, and not like a I'm lost way. What kind of puzzles can we expect in the game? Are they word puzzles? Are they I mean, more we, can, we can walk through a few. I don't, this copy, oh, you have the town! This copy's very early into the game, but I can load up a couple here. Um, so they did that map. <laughs> I, I guess this is the world map of Scoggins. Let's send Nelson back to downtown. This game is also fully voiced on all platforms. You can meet all the various people in town and talk to them about things. How long a game is this, would you say? Three to four hours, I'd say. Three to four is what I've always been told. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Hawking would blow right through it, probably. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it just depends on how you... Sometimes you get stuck on those puzzles, and you just don't want to use a hint. There is a hint system. You find pieces of gum in the environment, because gum helps Nelson think. And he gets to Scoggins, and he's like, Oh, God, I have no more gum left gum really like puts me at ease and he goes to buy gum they're like oh no we're out of gum next gum shipment's not until spring sorry so you have to go around and find gum like underneath desks and stuff nice. um, when you get to the very end of the game we just put you in, in like puzzle solving mode where it unlocks any that you missed if you want to and you can go back and resolve them so you said you, you looked at Professor Layton. Was that like an inspiration for you? Did you say, hey, I could do this better? Or uh, the inspiration for sure. Yeah, yeah, I really, I honestly, I don't play a ton of games, and but every now and again, I just get an insane Jones for playing some game. My wife has a DS. She had Professor Layton on it, and I was like, oh, I'll just try this. And as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh my god, I love the way the mechanic of this works, and it's such a great vehicle for telling a story with yeah i just i've been doing a lot of uh, animated cartoons on youtube the last bunch of years and i was like man i could i could so i was so wanted to wrap a story around that game mechanic so it was just a good sort of starting point and inspiration for us and then i pitched it to telltale and the timing was kind of right for that sort of a project and everybody was like yeah we can do this we can do that and it started it just started evolving from there one thing you guys did though which was i think a very tall task is you guys tried really hard to incorporate the puzzles into the actual, you know, what was going on with the story in the game, which that, I think that was, was a big deal for us versus Layton, because in Professor Layton, it's always like, yeah, it's very oh, let me look inside this keyhole. Oh, there's a slider puzzle in there, and it's like, the puzzles are cool, and, this, and the, the vibe is cool, but we thought if we get those a little we closer together... Yeah. Actually integrating it. Well, as soon as we kind of had to concede that people were puzzle-afflicted, that people had this sort of, like, this touchedness to them, they were, like, obsessed with something, it allowed us to put it, like, round the puzzles in whatever they were obsessed with, which was really nice. And so the heart supports that. It makes all the people creepier that way, too. Yeah. So it's and a little psychonaut. Psychonaut? There is kind of, I mean, and the fact that it's in their heads a little bit. Yeah, that's a really interesting, uh, we I love psychonauts. That before, yeah. That's a really interesting uh, kind of take on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. that. It's a spiritual <laughs> successor to psychonauts. You didn't even know it. <laughs> Unless say that. Tim will drop a brick on my head, and then he'll pick it up off my head and drop it on Jake's head. Uh, it'll be nice to grab. Yeah, it'll be nice to grab. <laughs> but Tim will no kill guarantees. us. No. PC and Mac, you get it from telltalegames.com, or it's also available, available on Steam on the PC and Mac. Yeah, and then App Store for iPad, iPhone, and uh, the Wii Shop channel soon.